Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. We're live again, buddy. Wait a second. John just walked away. Hi, this is John Reap. You're watching and or listening to another amazing episode of Heffern and Reap. Minus one John Heffern. Uh, he ran out of the room. I'm not sure why, but we'll figure it out. He's got his, uh, his, mic, his mic is working this time. Last time we went live, Tara Allen. Um, we got people uh, joining us right now. We're live on Facebook as well. We got Tommy, Brenda, Tara, Lily, Lisa, Tyler, Denise. Hello, thank you all for joining us. We're going to get to some questions. Uh, we're got lots to catch up on. Um, and uh, John just ran out of the room. But the last time we talked, I was live by my swimming pool, and John was at home, and for whatever reason. His microphone wasn't great. The audio was weird, and he spent a lot of money on this brand new. Look at that high-dollar microphone. I wish we had another camera that could turn around and see what his setup was because I know this dude spent a lot of money on his studio in his house and his barn in Michigan, yet the audio was not great last time. So we're doing it again. We're going live. We're recording another one. And just as we went, I also will tell you this, 30 minutes I've been sitting here talking to John Heffern and the Alan Jackson about how we're going to do this show and, and all this stuff. The second we go live, John Heffern is just ran out of the room. So, and I don't know why uh, or what happened. The Alan Jackson, you want to pop in here and say anything to me real quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. How's it going? What do you? Uh, let's talk about John while he's not here. What do you think? Is the reason why he ran out of the room? So we have some we have some theories on the comments. I'm going to pop them up here. So okay. one theory is from Casey Jones is that he's invisible. Okay, okay. maybe he is actually there. We just can't hear him. Well, um, maybe he's his camera is that bad that uh... <laughs> <laughs> we got a uh, you scared him away, you evil winch. Okay, <laughs> Christopher, nervous um, bowels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pee break. Um, yeah. But no, he we yeah, had thirty minutes, right, Alan? I mean, we, we've been sitting here. We had minutes. so much prep time, yeah. so much. We were here early. I ended dinner early and ran to the studio so we could prep everything. And yeah, uh, and he just takes. Off. I mean, so honestly, it was like the second the show went live. Well, he when, walked off. I'm talking to my doctor. And he finally called me back, and then I lost connection with him, and I have to call back because I have to see that. Oh, he's calling. I have to. Okay, I'll, go I'll ahead. Right. We got this. No, that's fine. Um, okay, so I will tell you what happened. All right. We were going to go live at 8 o'clock tonight. That was the original time that we discussed earlier today and yesterday. And then John calls me around three or four this afternoon and goes, Hey dude, um, I can't go at eight o'clock. Can we do seven or nine? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? Well, apparently because John Heffron was living in LA 
He's now in Michigan. He hasn't got a new doctor yet. And anytime you want to get your prescription refilled for whatever it is, I think he's trying to get some Ambien. Uh, you have to talk to the doctor. You know what I mean? So his doctor is in Los Angeles. And so he's having to do a Zoom, sort of a teleconference with his doctor in order to get his Ambien refilled. And he's been he's been on hold because that was supposed to happen at 8 o'clock, which is why we weren't going live at 8 so that he could talk to his doctor. But his doctor made him wait. And so now, just as we went live, at 9 o'clock, his doctor decides to uh, to talk to him. So that's that's exactly what happened. And uh, he wants his dang sleeping pills. He's going to get them. Uh, so so I'm not worried about it. Hey, uh, Alan, are you yeah. still here? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened. And you, yeah. you and I were talking earlier about how uh, – I don't like how doctors make you wait. Why, 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 why with the waiting game? And see, and I'm okay. Actually, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm 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 used to waiting in the waiting room. I mean, before we had cell phones that could do anything, that was the worst time in the world to sit waiting in the doctor's office. But uh, with oh, yeah. the cell phone, I don't mind as much. My problem is that John Heffern was setting up a telecom, like a online conference at eight o'clock. Yeah. yeah, and you still had to wait 30, 45 minutes. That's that's what's ridiculous. I don't like it. I don't like how they go. Okay, so you're scheduled today. I'm talking like a real doctor's appointment, right? Where you go mm-hmm. there, where they go like, all right, so um, your appointment's at three p.m. We need you to be here at two forty-five. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, you get there at two forty-five. You sign in, then you sit there in the the general waiting room till three, maybe yeah. three fifteen. Mm-hmm. Then they take you back to another room. And a nurse will come and say, okay, the, sit in here. The doctor will be right with you. Then you wait another 15 minutes mm-hmm. or 20. So I don't like doctors and time. I don't like it. Same way. Dentists are a little bit better, but doctors, I don't like. Dentists, my dentist appointments seem to run pretty much on time. Doctor's appointments never do. The yeah. two the two industries I don't understand why they can't manage time is the healthcare don, doctor industry and airlines. I mean, to me, Right. Why do those not run on time? You do them thousands a day. Why do they not run the, the way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Woody Harper, I can see the comments, Alan. Woody Harper says, I like to go through the drawers in their office. I do this. Oh, thing. that's good. Yeah. That's a good idea. I've taken stuff. I've taken cotton balls. I've taken Q tips. Um, I will I'll also take a lot of selfies in there too and go, like, Did you know Dr. So and so's drawers were filthy? You know, I like to shame them. See, unfortunately, we can't do that because of teleconference sessions yeah. now. So thanks, COVID. What kind of questions do you think that he's asking John Heffern right now? Like, okay, so you still can't sleep? All right. So uh, so you moved to Michigan, huh? Oh, that's good. So like, just, just give me the dang sleeping pills. I mean, what's yeah. the, we all have them now. You know, I have a prescription for uh, Ambient. I can't oh, yeah. without them, dude. Like I've gotten to the point, like around nine thirty or ten, I'm taking one and I'll let it kick in, and then I can sleep. If I don't have one, I can't. I can't sleep. Do really? You, wow. Do you use sleep aids? No, I, I I could sleep right now. I could lay my head down on this desk <laughs> and fall asleep. I never have a problem falling asleep. Oh, that's hilarious! Oh, looks like he's back. I'm hopping out. Kelly McCullen, what's up, Kelly? Good to see you. Uh, I used to work with this guy, Kelly McCullen. His comments up there. He says, 
while waiting, do you go for the six-month-old Southern Living magazine or the year-old People Weekly? Good question, Kelly. As a good Southern person, I will start with a Southern Living, unless the old People Weekly has an interesting uh, cover, you know, like uh, like a hot chick with some cleavage or something. I'll grab that first, unless... But if it's an old wrinkly dude, uh, like an old president, I'm going for the Southern Living. Welcome back, John Heffern. How are you? Did you get your Ambien? Uh, you know exactly what that was. Did you hear me yelling off? Have I had to see about a thing? Not Ambien. I think equal now. I've moved. I've downgraded. Really? I know. I was just discussing with Alan how I can't sleep without Ambien. I'm on, I, I, I do it. I do the generic version, but I'm on it. Yeah, no, I, I was waiting for you guys. No, I was waiting for 45 minutes I, with these teleconferences or tele thing because I'm in Michigan. Every doctor I called, they're like, we can see you. How's 2024 look? May fit. I'm like, how? I, I can't find anybody. So I call a guy in California. I'm like, I need you to set up a, got to get a, a, what's it called? The CPAC, the sleep test, the sleep apnea thing. Oh, you did the sleep test, the sleep study? I, I, he's gonna write. He's gonna send me one because we have to have a doctor do it. This whole thing, but I was on on hold for forty five minutes, and they do those tele things, which are weird for doctors to do. Because I'm like, do they tell you to stick a finger in your elbow? Or <laughs> right. I mean, there's websites you can go to that you know you can do that and make a little money. But this one, anyway, <laughs> right. it was called right right when when the show started. I apologize for that. We knew that was gonna happen though. Well, it's hilarious because, I mean, I, I can't wait for you to go back and watch and listen to the conversation that Alan and I had. <laughs> Why? Am I, have I been fired? Is it the John no, and it's Alan? like we were laughing about how, like, we, we got here 30 minutes beforehand to go over everything. And the second that we go live, you ran out of the room. And I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear what you said. I couldn't hear what you said because we talked at the same time. And then I was like, Hey, welcome to, and you were saying something and you ran. I'm like, what, what just happened? But, um, but I know what happened, but it was uh, go back and listen. Very, the, the, the first, it was there and I was stared at for four or five minutes. And then the app shows up and says, can we, we want to use your camera. So I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, geez, it's, it's happening. Um, Oh yeah, that was did you do the teleconference on your phone then? Yeah, yeah. So my phone was here, and then we we're yeah. about to do the thing, and then you go and they do the thing. I don't know. Even doing that was was kind of weird. It, him talking, and then the internet, and then he was saying something, and I kind of looked around, and then I almost lost track of what me and him were talking about. You know, he asked yeah. for. Um, I don't, Wait, are you trying to get a CPAP machine? Or are you just trying to get new ambient? Uh, no, you got to get a CPAP. You have to get a script for the for the thing, and then I right. have blood work because I'm going to get all my stuff sent to me here because I'm now in Michigan and they got all my stuff, but I don't have a doctor here in Michigan, so I'm going to yeah. go through all my my files with my own with my own thing. Hey, do you? Yeah. So you have problems sleeping. Okay, as do I. I have problems sleeping. I snore a lot. Um, yeah. But do you have you done a sleep study? Have you went to a place where you get the wires hooked up to your body and then they, they test you as you're sleeping? Have you done that? No, I that's what I'm trying to get. 
That's what I have to do, I think. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. It, I, I had to go to a place and sleep there. And they got this weird room set up, uh, you know, like a fake hotel room within an office building. And you go in there and they put all these wires on you and they go, uh, okay, so just uh, fall asleep. And then uh, I'm like, I can't, am I allowed to turn? Cause I toss and turn. These wires are going to come off. I don't understand. And I couldn't sleep. They said, oh yeah, you slept for a good 15 minutes. So we got enough that we need. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I don't know how they got any kind of results out of that test. Um, but then they do one now where they'll send you something in the mail and it's an oxygen reader. You clip it on your finger and it reads your oxygen at night and it lets you know how much you're losing. So, uh, you know, how much oxygen you're not getting from snoring or, you know, whatever. I'm supposed to be wearing a CPAP, but I can't keep it on my face. I've tried it. I like it when it works. If I can sleep in a recliner all the time and not toss and turn, CPAP's for me. But the minute you get me to bed where I'm allowed to go on, on my shoulder and I get it and I get up to pee, I'm not putting the thing back on. You know what I mean? It's a pain. CPAPs do not work for me. Uh, I was hoping for some type of solution. Mm. Well, do you toss and turn? Do you sleep yeah, the, on I don't your know. I don't know how you sleep in that office environment. I don't know if you've uh, one time not getting, you know, like to not get super personal, but I had to go get something checked. If you know what I'm talking about. And they made, they just pointed to like a, a closet, like a broom closet in an office building with people just sitting in, in the chairs. And right. Do you know what I was, what I, what type a of test I had? Are you talking about a colonoscopy? No. A test where I had I had to give them I do I do um, make a deposit. Oh, so stool sample? See, no, um, sounds yeah. like these things do what Michael Phelps did. Uh, they they swimmers sperm. Uh, sperm sound rape with the sperm. Yeah, and they pointed they gave you a little Dixie cup and then they pointed. I'm like, oh cool, is there the porn room? Like I thought I was gonna be tricked out. Yeah. And you go, and it was, uh, it was a closet, and then it was an old building. So they had some type of it, like a old uh, door that was super small that was in the wall, and there was it was spackled. It was you know closed shut, but there was about this much gap between <laughs> like the molding. And I looked through, and you could see somebody sitting at their computer. Oh no. Right. And then the light. So, you know, those people know that that room is the, the spank bank. Yeah. Right. So I'm in there, but there's no, like nothing you feel. Now you feel even creepier because you're staring through a little hole at somebody at a cubicle. So now you just feel like you're a creeper. And then you're like, well, I have to use my phone to get motivated <laughs> and I put my phone up and I'm trying to set it and it's like falling. It's just, you know, cause yeah, it's not like I brought a phone holder in there with me. I'm like right. trying to rest it on the top. I, I don't even know if there was a toilet in there. I'm just resting it. And then you go to the sites that, you know, get the swimmers on their mark. Um, and as midway through somebody like I, a member of my family, I forgot which called. Like called my phone. 
and oh, the face. No, no, really? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. So then I don't know what the speed record, I don't know what the fastest was in there, but I was it took me a while to even to get ready to set it up. And then I didn't know what the least, the minimum amount of, of requirement it took. You know, right. right. Like, I literally walk out going, I don't, usually, I think, I can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at this, I think this was just, I don't know. So that was that whole, that, that well, whole. Is that, okay. You need to turn this into a bit. So you were, I'm yeah, trying to summarize. Right. I'll summarize yeah. clean, clean. You went to a sperm bank to give a donation to get your, your sperm count yeah, looked yeah. at or whatever. And they put you in the room where you make your deposit. As you're trying to make your deposit to get some motivation, you're looking on your phone. And then someone from your family calls you in the act. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And their, contact, their face pops up on the contact. So it boots you out of the. Oh, yeah. that's horrible. Boots I you cannot- out of the. I'd be like, you know what, guys? Uh, we'll try tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> I'm done for. Well, time. then I think I even Googled right after that experience. I was thinking there's no way they're getting a, you know, a decent sample. Right. One of my weeds, you know. And then I Googled how long does it last in the container and then where I live from where it got done, you know, like quest place by where we used to live um then i'm like well can i just do it at home and then jump in the car and then race over there with it like what's the right like Like, how much time do i have 45 minutes i could maybe get do it and get back here in in 45 minutes you know in a day and age where you know you can do um stool sample tests in the mail and you just mail in your sample in a day and age where you're doing teleconferences and there's COVID, I don't see why they can't figure out a way for you just to mail in your stuff or at least do a swap. I don't know. Let's switch to today. Has you got the subject change over there? I'll get it. I, I think that should be about, I think somebody some trained professionals should be that and, and be release specialists. Don't have yeah. to be creepy. You know what I mean? It's a job creating jobs. Should people do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't there be rather drive an Uber? I don't know. If it's not creepy, if it's very technical, it could be a thing. Anyway. Heffern and Reed. Subject change. I am. All right. How you doing? <laughs> I was just telling people how last time we're doing this again because the last time we were going live, your audio wasn't great. And so we're doing it again. Hopefully you you do sound better to me today. Um, and, and I also want to make a comment, John, you know, okay. for years I've always been picked on from being the hick from Hickory. You know, you live out there in the sticks. Y'all even get internet. You probably don't even get the internet. What's the cell phone, but you don't even have a cell phone. Y- y'all got running water over there. And for once in my life, <laughs> I'm the one with the perfect Wi-Fi and the perfect microphones and you're out in the sticks. <laughs> How's it feel? Yeah. I am. I mean, I, I don't have real internet, just everyone knows. It's some weird, I don't even know where I get it from. Came with the house. There's a weird antenna that points at the clock tower or whatever's here in town. Uh, yeah, man. So, but Bridget on, Lynn, I'm on, I'm on. yeah, Bridget Lynn, 
nice profile picture. I like the, I like the quilt. Uh, she says, you sound out of this world, digging it and loving it. Someone also asked me what I'm drinking. Uh, this is my, uh, my tumbler, country-ish tumbler. I'm drinking uh, diet, caffeine-free sundrop, and Tito's vodka. Also, we were talking about earlier about that thing where I went down a weird road. We started talking about doctors, and it's it's a natural thing, and then somehow a thing. But Tara, uh, sh- she would call that service helping hands. <laughs> Can you imagine that somebody had like like somebody's in a little Prius, and it just said helping hands, and they're like driving around your neighborhood, and the lady gets out of the car and just walks and then walks out. Well, like Molly, maybe you just have like that's a franchise. Can we franchise helping hands? That a thing? Okay. Yes. Can I add to it? Um, we both know that the sample needs to stay warm, and what better warm place than than your mouth? So why do we have to go hands? And now you took it there. Now you yeah. took it there. Now uh, you got really on Facebook, John. We were, we were clean. Where, you know, mouth to keep it warm. What's the difference? Right. <laughs> Heffron and Reap. Subject change. Good call, buddy. All right. Then you go. Um, Well, I can't. I was going to talk about my uh, nephew's uh, Zoom class. He's in kindergarten. It's an odd jump, unless you want to put something in between that. Uh, We're talking about sleep earlier, John. You ever text while you sleep? Guess what? Study discovered that up to 35% of us have had text conversations while sleeping. Conversation with mostly gibberish starts off with phone starting beeping or buzzing, prompting our brains to go into autopilot and return the text. It's not always gibberish, though. Study found men usually text about food. Why women tend to get romantic? Men text about food. Why sleeping? This is no. This, yeah. this is why they're sleeping, not on something. Whether just sleeping, like if you hear bing by your phone. How far away is your phone from you when you when you sleep at night? It, sometimes it's right in the bed with me. Yeah, um, like you put it or holding it. Yeah, like I'll just put it next to me in case, you know, I got to text or look at, I get bored when I look at my phone. It's not on the nightstand too far away. It's right there with me. But I've done this. I have done the sleep text. Um, but I don't understand why you, who they, who are these men texting about food? Are they, are they texting dominoes in their sleep? Are they texting? Yeah. If you were to get a random, whoever's texting you late at night, whoever, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know who texts you the most. I get probably Bed Bath & Beyond and some shady Russian text saying, Hey, you left the package at UPS. Click on this link. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, well, cause of, cause of Ambien. You know, I have eaten full meals, lots of food, and not even known it till the next day. That is that will happen on 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 ambient ambient. That is totally possible, and I have done that. And I'm sure I've done some gibberish texting as well. Luckily, I've not done anything to get me in trouble, like you know nine one one or or uh, you know something like yeah. that. Yeah, I've what done that you? on ambient. I've uh... This is why I had, I would post. I mean, I, I'm a bad speller anyway. Just even in the best days, taking vitamins, and I'm a bad speller. But there's days I've, I've mornings I've woke up and looked 
and saw like what? Like I posted rank. It does gibberish lit, but so everybody can see. It's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I had to stop taking it. If you haven't taken sleep stuff, don't don't go on that thing. Stick with Benadryl and kiss. Damn it, thing. Well, tough to get I, out of that hole. You get used to it, man. You know. Yeah, I'm like on it, dude. I can't sleep without it. Maybe maybe I need an intervention. It's hard though. How many milligrams are you taking? You know, I'm getting no. my doctor on it. No, I'm not sure. That's uh, the size of the pill. You're supposed to uh, like shave it down if you want to get because you can't just stop. By the way, so if you're thinking about well tonight, I'm going to just stop 100. percent You can't. It's it's not healthy for you. Oh, so don't. You're supposed on to the- like. You're supposed to wean yourself off. Oh, that's depressing, dude, because I don't want to stop. I sleep so good on it. It's hard for me to lay down and turn my brain off, and Ambien does that for me. So I do well, like it. My excuse my excuse always was, well, I travel every week. I'm on a different time zone. I need I need it to shut me down. Because, you know, I remember back in like 2019, yes. we'd get on flights and we would go, and there'd be live people. There's – with. Remember stand up stand up comedy? Wait, yeah, you did it for a while. Gibberish. I think you're on Ambien right now. What are you yeah. talking about? You would go and you would perform, but then when you would land, if you lived in Los Angeles, you would be at different time zones. So every week you had shows that were at a different time, and it was hard to go to sleep because then you'd have to wake up and do morning press at like 5 a.m. But your body's on LA times, so you're not. So then I'd always use that as an excuse to pop a pez and fall asleep. But now that I've been home for however long we've we've been dealing with this, is my body's finally on a for the first time, I think in 25, 30 years, I'm on a schedule. Like I'm my body goes to bed about this. I you know, if I have two shows on the West Coast, let let's cross fingers, hope all of us get back. Those first couple shows are going to be hard. When you do a second show in your body, you're used to going to sleep. I think Sunday I was I was in bed or in my pajamas watching TV at 6.30 in the afternoon. 6.30. Daylight outside. <laughs> yeah. No, so. it's – well, maybe that's why I've gotten used to it because, uh, because of that. But, you know, also <laughs> I have access to my mom's sleeping pills as well. So I've got my own prescription. And then when I run out, my mom's got some spare ones right there. So I've never but you don't because you don't have a script for those. So you look at those and you go, Well, I would take those, but I can't. Eric Aldish says Mary Jane works too. Um, it can initially, Eric, but I also heard that you don't get good full rim sleep if you smoke a lot of weed before you go to bed. Plus, then you're dealing with the munchies. Um, Ambien can give you munchies too, though. But I've I've heard that. What say yeah. you, Hefford? Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm obsessed with trying to get. I, I think because I wake up 700 times. I've you know I'm old. I'm also you know I'm I'm convinced my feet are tingly. So I'm like, I have diabetes probably. I mean, it's not like I drink sugar. Yeah, you. Um, uh, when's the last time you get a full, a full, look, a full, uh, like physical from a doctor? That's what I was trying to arrange 
from through Telethink is uh, it's I usually go every year. I'm not one of those. I go every year, get full blood work, get run on the treadmill. But I think I've reached that age where I would like to go. But with COVID, I'm not taking up any doctor's time. It's, everyone's got stuff going on. But I want to get like a Mac Daddy one. They have a thing where the X-ray, not X-ray, you do a whole scan of your entire yep. body. I've and, done it. And you do the radiation all over you. And if you got anything anywhere, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get one of those. But that's also scary because you're going to find something. <laughs> right. You know? You don't have it. Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. No. Oh, I just said if you don't test for something, then you don't have it. That's the, right. Yeah. If I don't so, know it exists, then it doesn't exist. It does uh, exist. But yes, it's called a life screening. I've done it. And uh, there's all different tests that you can do. I don't know how much I trust this thing because the one I went to, they had it at a, um, at a, a, a banquet room inside of a days in hotel. <laughs> and they had different little sections that you go to with people who could care less about what they're doing and what their job is. They were very cold and very like, sit here, put your feet here, raise your hand, do this, you know? And I just <laughs> felt like they were just going through the motions. Like I felt like the machine wasn't even plugged in. I feel like it's like right. a money grab. I feel like it's just a money grab. They're like, okay, we'll send you the results in uh, three weeks. And then it goes like, oh, yeah, you're fine. Or maybe you could work on this. But I don't know how much I trust those things. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. And it throws uh, radiation all over you. But at this point, who cares? I got to stop thinking that way. You see something, you go, well, that has real sugar. That's bad for me. Listen, at 50? I'm going to outrun most of, you know, most of the ailments. Well, see, what started it for me was my dad having a stroke, right? And it was his carotid artery. And and I've noticed on me, I don't know which. Oh, here it is. Can you see that? Yeah. See that yeah. Did you? Right that that makes me. Right yeah. See that? I see it from here. I can. I'm tele, tele checking you out right now. So I'm like, I need to get that scanned because I think if my, that's what caused my dad to have a stroke, I know I'm probably going to be next. And so mm -hmm. I went and had it looked at, and they're they're saying it's not clogged or anything, but it looks different on that side than it does this side. See, and that makes me nervous. Why is it the why is that? And the people who just did the wand on me, they don't know. We're, we're totally just being a live action WebMD right now, pointing out <laughs> each other's words. Ever notice how come like this part isn't growing anymore? I got a spot right here. Um, hey, so friend and read subject changed. How dare you, dead man walking? Lisa Smith Sandoz said, I'm a dead man walking. Yeah, we all I, I, you're probably right. Well, we all one last um, hurrah. Huh? So, uh, Alan, I don't know if I if you got that. Did you ever get that uh video I sent right before? the show but john so i'm gonna multitask here um hey john no i uh i did not receive that so oh. Alan, if you can check and see i can try to get it again every like every time you ever notice that he um so today john as i look as an old man look at my phone to try to send him something uh i had my nephew over who had a zoom who had a zoom class 
uh, uh, try sending a text. Um, had a Zoom class. He's in kindergarten, and all the classes are online on their iPad. And he yeah. came over at seven forty, and he had to log on, and he was he was on till one, I think, with wow. like a couple breaks and uh, a lunch, you know. But it wasn't that much. And these teachers, holy mackerel! If you're a teacher and you're having to teach that way, dude, I don't know how many kids were in the class, but it's it sounded like there was a lot because he had, to, you know, he's one of those those people who don't wear headphones when you when you're on Facetime, you know, those annoying people that walk around. Um, I don't know how many kids were on there, but that teacher was keeping these plates spinning the entire the entire time. So she's like, "Okay, the, John." Keep your animals out of out of your the study zone or out of the, the learning zone. Hey, no pop or no no snacks in the learning zone. Like so on camera was your learning zone. So she had wow. to watch everybody. Yeah. Right. And then if give you a homework assignment, so you would then go to your app and you'd pick how many frogs versus turtles. And then she would get your answers. And then she would go almost in real time. John, you got that right. There were there were four turtles, and then she'd yeah, let's go to somebody. Hey, no, nothing in your learning zone. And then you'd hear kids pop on, going, "How much longer is this? I want to move. I want to talk about something." So then, but the whole time, and she's doing that. And then they would have to do presentations. Like, did you think of a, a good story today? And then somebody would just say a story then she'd be like so you're an author that's what authors do is they create stories but then you'd hear parents walk in the back so the kids obviously listening you just heard a dad just in back making a loud phone call <laughs> right? and then, then she asked for a mom and then a mom popped on she, you know she's like hey sarah what's um blah blah whatever question you heard a mom go hey this sarah sarah wants to say something else and then the mom piped said something and sarah came on and said something had nothing to do with whatever question i don't know right. i don't know how teachers do it and he watched the whole day dude he watched like <laughs> i tried to have a conversation with you for 15 minutes here and i can't not make my head left he was no. like this the whole way is, is, is this kid related to you yeah he's my nephew <laughs> yeah iPad Whoa. there, and then they go on breaks, and then they would do this thing where don't sign off a of Zoom, but you can have a 15-minute break. So he's supposed to leave the cameras and everything going. You don't log Man. out. Okay, I have so many questions. Um, so then, during the, so that we'd have the sorry, we'd have to fit like the break, and we'd run outside, and we'd have a Nerf gun fight for 15 minutes straight of sprint like run run all around my yard run be through trees and stuff and then he'd run in throw the nerf gun down and then get right back in and just get right in front of <laughs> wow well, that's yeah. great for a five-year-old to have that sort of uh attention span i don't know well, how well this, this sounds like a super intelligent kid i didn't even know like in kindergarten, what are you in kindergarten? Five or six, five. right? Yeah, five. Yeah, five. What, what are you learning at five? I don't. I didn't learn anything in kindergarten except for like go sit down and be quiet. I played duck, duck goose. I played duck yeah. duck goose. I don't remember what uh, learning anything. Uh, what here's you what you learn. 
they learned uh we did no, like a little bit of counting then they did uh, some cursive or or cap you know capital their letters of their name and then there was a little speech about today their homework assignment was is you have buckets of kindness and you have to give three buckets of kindness to people that you see today so she said when you see your mom say you look nice today or if you see a brother or sister go i like and just just say something positive in in three buckets of kindness on reap oh Did you give the kindness today dude i give more i give like like whole um like swimming pool olympic size pool size buckets of kindness yeah, I, i'm never i i always although like I'm a people person, right? But sometimes I'm not a people person. Sometimes I'm done with people. Um, you push you to the edge. You catch me in a good mood. I'm like I'll, I'll I like meeting all sorts of interesting, new, exciting people, and I'll talk their heads off and listen to them and be engaged. But then if I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, just get away from me. I will snap. I can be rude. I can be sarcastic. I can be you know belittling, but. uh uh, but most of the time, I am passing on buckets of kindness. Uh, what about you, John? <laughs> I try to do bucket of kindness. Oh, uh, by the way, I know <laughs> so when so she would. But listen to this. So he would have to do a homework or whatever it's called because the the iPad app is like this classroom, and it's and at one point he got lost because she's like upload your picture. So they had a the whiteboard, and they would have to draw on it and then snap a picture of that and then upload that to the teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So, but there's a lot of buttons. You see how hard it is for me to log on to this thing. There's two buttons for me to hit. And every week I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And he's blah, 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 blah. So when he submits his homework or whatever, it's not even homework, his, his assignment, his mom gets a notification. So the parents, every time your kid submits something, gets a notification and can see what your kids did. Yeah. Every assignment, like my parents would go whole school year. The only time they knew what I did throughout the year was a parent teacher conference thing. Every yeah. once in a while, we had these bullshit progress reports and I would get grounded. And then I was like, these don't count. Progress yeah. reports, not, am I getting grounded for a D when it's not a D? It's not, a, it's, it's not a D yet. On the report card, if it's a D, it's a D right, right. now. It's, but I would still, I would get, so I would get like, mid grounded or pre-game grounded for the real grounding that would happen during uh, a report. I feel bad. I mean, in a weird way, I feel bad for these kids, but I'm also like, I think they're smarter than us. Like, I mean, I, I was not as intelligent or with it as this kindergarten class. I wouldn't have had the, uh, the attention span to do that. But also I, I agree with you too. Like the notifications like that, that's horrible. Cause my mom and dad didn't know, that I was not doing well in the third grade unless, you know, my teacher did do this. She, did you ever have this happen where they would pin a note to your chest and just to make sure that you walked home with the note? Like I'm talking literally a straight pin through a piece of paper in your clothing that I had to walk home with it attached to me. Yeah. Did this ever happen to you? Am I the only guy that I have? Is it everything i'm curious i'm thinking they did it in the 1920s 
<laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember the note. To, uh, maybe I remember wearing stuff around my neck, like. Uh, but I think that was like a uh, whatever bus you rode or something. <laughs> I remember I forged one. I like I failed three spelling. This third grade, Mrs. Rockle. I I failed three spelling tests in a row. If you can believe that. Oh. And they would have your names on a board. I still remember this board. I don't remember. And you got gold, you got stars or bronze, or there was some type of system. And if you failed, you didn't get a star. But you just okay. every day you'd look and you'd see your just horrible no win streak of failed tests that were just on the board for everybody. For everybody. Yeah. And then I had to get something signed and I uh <laughs> I forged one of my parents, I forged my parents, but I wrote a reason. So I signed it. And then I said, because he, whatever my excuse, but I remember, here's what I got busted is I spelled because wrong. And I still write it wrong. Like when I'm typing because B A B E C A U S E B E C U A S E Uh is maybe why I still do that with a lot of words. I don't know how to spell. Right. Also, I like yeah. how you pronounce, I like how you pronounce because because B E C Z better way to do it. <laughs> yeah, be, because because that's dumb. Because B E C U Z. Actually, Hickory would go because. Why'd you do that? Because I felt like it. Why'd you do that? Because because I felt like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he, yeah. Um, I, I, can I read one comment, John? Someone says, uh, "Is this Daniil Hatherley?" Says my ex-wife did that to my daughter in grade one. A note to the teacher. Now I want to say something here. Two things. Number one, that's awesome. I'm glad I'm not alone. Number two, this dude's from Canada, and I know that because he said grade one, not the first grade. Oh, look at you. Look at uh, that's exactly the deal. Just let me know if I'm right. It's just, I, I feel like you're probably Canadian and I love me some Canadians. I would um, say Smarties or M&Ms. Um, huh? I was going to ask him Smarties or M&Ms. Oh, Smarties is, is Canadian M&M, but oftentimes better. Huh. No, Smarty here is like a sweet tart, right? Yeah, that's the Halloween stuff that you put in your clothes, in your pillowcase. Smarties in Canada are these so much better than M&M's. The candy, I can't even describe it. Bigger. Um, looks like an M&M. Looks like the older brother. Maybe the, the, the uh, yes, he is. See, Dude. listen, uh, no type people. the word, I'll tell you. T- type, uh, dude, uh, Type the word out. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's all <laughs> noted. Just just type the word out. No, nothing more than that. <laughs> just type the word out. Daniel. Hartley. Hartley. Just literally type the word the word out. Waiting uh, for Daniel. You want him to type it, right? I want him to type the word out. Physically, the spelling test is the word out. Daniel Hatherley, John Heffern is waiting for him to type the word for out. you. 
type. There it is. Right there. See, he says, oh. <laughs> right. Now, type the and, word about. It's going to be A-B-O-O-D. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, shoot the puck, get out of the zone. Blowing my mind about Canadian Smarties. I didn't I didn't know about Canadian Smarties. So you're saying Canadian Smarties are like M&Ms, but better than M&Ms? hundred times better than Eminem. Anytime I would perform at Just for Laughs or you do any show in Canada, I was so excited to get to the airport because the first thing, it come in this cool-ass box. It's this big box. And you think, well, I don't even know. It's got a little thingamajigger that you can, you know, close the box. I don't even know why they have that because you're not saving it to come back to. You open the box. And in like movie theater size, maybe a little smarter or smaller. And you just, it, they're so good. John. They're so, when I would perform here at the comedy castle in Detroit, there's a couple from Canada that every time this November or usually in November when I'm there, um, they bring a bag. They, they bring me like 10, 15 boxes. And wow. Always really cool gift bag and i see them every year and they go yeah and they were just so good i'm gonna do you, you some- so it's just way different than see in america the smarties are that little sweet tart thing that you get for halloween um and i do like that once a year there is some halloween candy that i like only during halloween um but outside of halloween it's no good like i do like candy corn some people hate candy corn I like candy corn. Candy corn is good. Ever get the little fake pumpkins? Same candy corn material, yet a different, more yellow. Um, Oh, uh, Daniel Hadley is saying our Smarties are called Rockets. I, that one. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I think our Smarties are called M&Ms, according to you, John Heffern. Tim Tucker. Yeah, they yes, can be found in the U.S. is what Tim Tucker wants to know. They're so good. I don't even. They're so good. Um, Alan, did you get that video? Because I want to ask John Reap something. Oh yeah, let's see if uh, Alan's still with us. Smarties and sweet. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still here. And uh, no, John, I haven't. Uh, I'm afraid maybe your your internet is clogged up. I'm gonna pull up my city <laughs> yeah. country boy. Get get a real Wi-Fi, country boy. What's wrong with you, redneck? Um, I love. Okay. I can call. I can Are call you sending? Redneck. If you're sending, I hope you're sending it to the right email address. Otherwise, somebody else has got all your videos you're sending. Um, yeah, and they're probably playing them and laughing hysterically. They're like, "Man, this <laughs> is podcast right now. This is gold. Uh, this should be on a podcast somewhere." Yeah. It's saying that it's sent. So. So here's uh I resent it and I'm gonna stall for time. So here's what I was thinking. John. Okay. Uh, subject change. Heffron Airy. Subject change. By the way, uh, we're still looking. Um, haven't we? Well, we haven't even tried. Uh, if you want to do a subject change video for us, people would have played that right now. So think about that. You would have uh, would have been your mug, your video. Those of you who are, are listening to whatever this is, we would have played you right there. Yeah. Can I, can I explain this a little bit, John? Sure, sure, sure. So here's what we're offering up, right? We're going to start a Patreon 
And once you get on the Patreon, we're going to have you guys create our bumpers or our stuff that, like the subject change. You just heard that, right? Instead of it just uh, being some random dude who goes, subject change, it'll be you. So we want you at home on your phone, whatever, your camera, record yourself saying, this is a Heffern and Reap subject change, or this is, my name is Lisa from Hickory, and this is a subject change. And then you post it, and then we will air that during the show if you are a Patreon uh, supporter, which we haven't started yet. Is that good, John? Um, yes. And, of course, my phone. This bugs me. That I can't. Um, that's exactly what we're going to do. And we're going to be, uh, we're going to be pimping out a lot of this podcast very soon. Um, and I don't have a way for Alan to look at it on my page. There's no way to download it or play it. So I did another ace church thing. John, a couple days. I did see a little bit of it. I didn't go ahead, Alan. Oh, Hey, I was going to say, John, is it on your Facebook page? Yes, it is. I will get it. Yes. That's what I was going to say. I have seen it. It's out there. I like the green screen and I like the, uh, the, Oh podium. yeah. So we'll play it for, for, but I, so here's what I was thinking. And I tried to do this before we signed on, but I had kind of had a lot going on. Um, I just got parachute pants for it. I'm going all in. Uh, I was messing with the green screen and, uh, we see it. I was having a hard time matching the green screen, getting it fitted you know, with the lights, it's, it's actually a little bit of work to do it right. Because then when you see like, Oh, this looks half ass. How do I get it better? And it just gets in your head. Um, but I have so many and without even recording anything, I was just, I'm going through songs, 80 songs now and doing sermons or they're not, uh, you know, not even called sermons, but I was just kind of talking to see what the talking point or what the motivation thing is during that song. How you can tie it because I'm giving buckets of positivity, John Reap. That's what I'm trying to do with these, yes, right? Yes. Not everyone's gonna be hilarious, you, you know. I'm gonna start doing them. But here's what here's how I bring you into this, okay? Ooh. You ever watched like a 700 Club where they had everybody had a panel, they had two people talking, and the whole yeah. time they're kind of going back and forth? Yeah, so I think we do a full 80s church uh, s- section, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we bring lyrics and we, we talk about it and we, we engaged with, with the people listening, just like the 700 club, but, but here's okay. what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. I like it. We wish luck. We, I don't want to say the word bless. Um, but we, we, so instead of getting holy water sent to them or, you know, everyone <laughs> Bibles or, you know, how they're always asking, you know, give us some money. And mm-hmm. be the choice chosen few, and we'll send you this thing. What if we bless, however, whatever term that is, a pack of pop rocks? <laughs> pop rocks. And then okay. we, we give like a, a mantra that you read before you take the pop rocks and you feel the pop rocks in, <laughs> in your body as it explodes and it gets rid of all the negativity in your life as you feel the, and we, we send it. And we send it to people and we write personal notes and we'll have like little, almost like a, like a little, I, not a prayer card, um, but a thing. And we send it, but I need you to be ordained because I'm an ordained minister. 
Uh, so mm. I'm a legit minister, and right before I logged on, I was going to ordain you, uh, but I didn't. I didn't know where it was sent. So we get you ordained. We're two. Both of us will be ordained ministers. You're allowed to do weddings. Allowed to do a lot of stuff. We we put best wishes on our pop rocks, and then we send it off to people. But we do it as a thing. I think we get female in there for the female perspective, and we we have a whole like 700 club type thing and we do some of this on like a, a like a monday night it's, it's where, where it's only that uh, i was gonna send okay. you a day like a gift but i i couldn't pull it off before i was waiting for the doctor and before you but i, I, I love it. it i um yes so wait a minute i know you're half joking and half serious are you honestly an ordained like I, I thought about doing that for real, like going and filling out the uh, the stuff online so I could marry people, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. wed them. Yeah. Okay. But you can you can ordain me. Well, that- I mean, I would go to the same website that that I used. I was going to send it to you as a gift and just see the deal. I wanted to show you the video and then show you the parachute pants and then tell you that you you officially a part of. Uh, the 80s church and we could go back and forth. we're gonna have different musical but there's a little bit of work you have to hear you already have the mullet dude it's almost like it was a sign no, i'm looking at like oh right hi hi john <laughs> oh, that- uh, no this way hey john um Alan, wait, I got the- the- we got the video right yeah take your oh. left hand oh. it's <laughs> you're grabbing yourself that's what we gotta do oh. if you gotta yeah. wear like I'll-, I'll send you half of this uh yeah john i'll get you uh John, I'll ordain you, and then uh, I'll get you a member-only jacket. Okay. Hey, right. Heffern, we have the we have the video, so you just tell me whenever you want me to play it. So if if anybody does so, it's self self explanatory, right? It's shorter than than last time. This one's only a minute long. Hey, um, let's watch this. Okay. Okay. And you may ask yourself, where is my beautiful house? Where is my beautiful car? Now we know that there are many battles ahead and many battles we will lose. Sometimes you don't see the end of the road when you're on it. That's why today I bring you a message from Crowded House. Track four, this track debuted top 100 in 1987, number two in the US, hit number one in Canada to be track four. Verse, hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, when the world comes in, they come, they come to build a wall between us. We know they won't win. Right now, they are divided. Right now, you're wondering, will things become normal? How do I find my passion, my goals again? You will walk again to the beat of the drum. Because remember, hey now, hey. Hey, 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 hey now, don't dream it's over. When the world comes in, they come, they come to build a wall between us. So I I don't know I don't know verbatim all the words to the song, 
Is that like you honestly right taking the exact words of the song? Like all those hays that you did, is that is that how many times he says hey? The first time. Um then at the end I creatively uh, took it. But what okay. I've been doing, by the way, that see I couldn't get the the levels right. So I was in full splits doing that. I was in full. My legs were as splits as I could possibly do to lower myself on the Eddie Van Halen uh, podium that I made. Because if I stood straight, my head was out of the shot in the green screen and I don't know what I'm doing. So I just kept lowering myself. So with that, I'm doing weird because I'm literally holding myself up like that. I um, wish there was a behind the scenes uh, video of you creating all of this. I would have liked to have seen that as well. Jim oh, dude, Con- uh, no, you be talking because I painted the we were painted the the podium right as, to make it look like Eddie Van Halen uh, sticker or guitar. And then I'm trying to find the song and then I'm trying to get the right backdrop. And I had a moment while I was doing it where I think there's some comics that we're friends with that are our age that are just like cool, right? They would never do silly stuff. Yeah. And I had a couple moments where I was like, this is dumb. I'm 50. What am I doing? I'm wearing <laughs> members only jacket. I tried to feather my hair in that. It just looked like an old guy. Like I, I don't even have a cool feather. Uh, why am I doing? And then once in a while, people go. These are actually good. like the first one I did. I liked better because it was longer, but I had more of a story. Then people said that was good, but it was four minutes. You should make them shorter. Right. I'm not going hard because you got to listen to your heart, John Reap. You yes. got to listen to your heart. I don't know when it's calling for you. You have to listen to your um. I just need to do them as long as I feel they need to be done. As long as the right. message, right? Like right. I, it's only when I tried to squeeze in a minute, I don't, I, okay. In between a minute and four. I thought it was great. I honestly like, I like the, the time on it. Um, because it, 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 that way it can last longer. Uh, you know, it could live longer. You don't want to shoot your wad, do it all at one time you know, four minutes, like just save those other three for like a week from now, you know, you have an ongoing thing. Everyone's got short attention spans. Now, no one wants to, I mean, I'm surprised people are watching this whole thing, but you got to, I, I think uh, brevity is the soul of wit. <laughs> and by the way, we're getting to, Oh my God, that was hilarious. Good job, John. I have the first one. If you want to see the pilot episode of the 80s church on, um, we should put it on Hepburn reap. Um, but it's somewhere it's it's on my page you'll see it it's that one was called church of the 80s and i flipped it called it 80s church this one oh gotcha. uh, dude, we'll ordain you right after this and we do the same thing and then we'll have pledge drives and we'll send pop rocks but i'm going to look up some so almost like you get like a like a fortune cookie that just or a horoscope something that gives you a little bit of a motivation we're like yeah i am gonna make it through this and then you put the pop rocks and you feel it tingling on your tongue, showing you that your new life has begun. As the pop yeah. rocks go down your throat, <laughs> you just realize you're taking the energy and the pop from those rocks and putting that back out. And it's hard to do without this cadence, by the way. I've tried it. It I is. I tried to be like the the youth pat, the, like the cool guy who just he just talk, you know, he's just talking about the word and he's cool. But I, for some reason, 
I always I get in this cadence, no matter what what it is. Yeah, it is yeah. soothing, and it, it it makes you sound like you know what you're talking about, like you're very important. Like like I believe you when you talk in that cadence. You could tell me a bold faced lie, and the way that you're saying it, I'd be like, no, he obviously that's true. <laughs> well, there's a trick to that. If you'll know like how you do it, and I'll share this with everybody. If you're giving a speech ever, um. It's called a charisma pattern. And I used to use this with, well, when I used to do stand-up. Basically, there's three levels of tone when you're talking. And if you're doing, anybody doing a Zoom meeting or you have a presentation, this trick always works. Um, so there's always three different type of audience people uh, listening to any anything. And if you use, I don't know, how do you not, not use I have these drug references because it explains things better, right? So there's okay. three different people in an audience. There's people that are ramped up on stuff. Okay. There's people that are drunk on stuff and people that are smoked out on stuff. Three okay. different, three different, three different energy levels. And mm-hmm. if you speak in one of those three for too long, you lose the other two. Right. So a lot of new comics or people giving speeches will talk at the same and they'll talk at this level for the entire show. And it's, mm. it's like this where I always would start whoever was speaking in front of me. If I was doing a corporate event and somebody was talking or there was a speaker, I would match their level. Right. Cause if they were really high or low, I wouldn't come. I, I would go whatever they were. And then I would eventually start to get normal. I would talk like this. I would finally get them up to this. Then as I started talking, as I started talking, I would get louder and I would start talking faster and I would go like this. And one day I have a little ditty, a little ditty about Jack and Diane. <laughs> Two American kids going up in the heartland. So what you do is you ramp it. You get really excited. You start talking like this. You talk really fast. You talk as fast as you can. But where people are going to listen to you most is when all of a sudden, drop it here. You take it here. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. I'll, uh, when we do church uh, service, when, when I put you through training, uh, we'll teach you that. But you can do that. And I would do that with my act just for – the fu- I would take bits that normally I was, I'm pretty high strong on stage anyway, but I would slow them down and I would do, I would do the whole bit just kind of like this thing. And then I would just start talking faster and then I get to the punchline and then I would drop it low. And sometimes that punchline wouldn't get a laugh, but then I would do the punchline and then I would do it and I would do it really, and, would, and it was just fun to change the speed of yeah. You've done like you've done it for a while. You're bored, and it changes the meaning, and you get a whole thing. But that's how you do those. That's how you you start to sound. Is you is you you, you talk quiet like this. You start getting crazy, and and then you drop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. Uh, every preacher I've ever seen that has held my uh, attention has used that tactic. Um, but but I've been to some where I've seen some where I get distracted. There's another tick that some preachers do that is distracting. It takes me out of it. Do you know what it is? What? <laughs> so make sure you're paying attention to me. It's when, it's when they they go. Uh, I like like I'm gonna do, I'm gonna give you an example when they go like this. Okay. 
And I have seen the light. And as always, of am Like, I don't, I don't know what this little extra laugh is at the, <laughs> like it, uh, it makes me think, well, now you're just, you're in some weird chant rhythm thing and, and you don't, I don't believe you, but when you right. go up here and then you go, and then there was light. Now that I'm like, okay, now I'm listening, but the, ha, and the who and the hair, like, I, I don't like it. Because you could go, and you can never be too shasta, hush, hush. Right, that you hit it at yeah. the bottom. Yeah. The, the reason behind that, by the way, um, is people like hearing rhythmic talking. Do so they? if, if, yeah, because it, 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 when somebody's talking for a decent amount of time, when you get in their rhythm, it's kind of relaxing to you because you can mentally check out of the conversation. Right. And and then come back and you're you don't feel like you lost. Like Chris Rock has that rhythm. There's a lot of if we stick with the comedy thing, there's a lot of comics that are successful that even if you don't put words, you can you can oh yeah. Right. I was just like like I won't even say with the sin and then the like you could do that's horrible, but you could do like Brian Regan, you can do Sebastian, you could there's everybody has Keaton. Yeah, I can tell you Jeff Foxworthy has it. And uh, he'd be like, like, he'd be like, you ever do Bikini Don't? Right? So he starts up here. And then it goes right here. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, but not, I don't know if I could do that for an hour. The kid, people like cadence, people like familiar, like hearing. You know, but that's yeah. with comic. But that's why it, it makes. That's why when we put to the um, the eighties church uh, university, get you members only jacket and ordain you. It'll be a big day, and then we'll do yeah. one of these type uh, things, and then we'll send pop rocks. I'm gonna do some research. I'm gonna find some. Right, we can sign the cards. We'll do a little mantra or whatever yeah. we decide, a verse or a chord or a chorus, whatever we. It's our it's it's our thing. We can come up with any term we want. Yeah, um, that plus the uh, the interstitial, the uh, subject change. What else was we going to do? Oh, I like the idea. We were talking about this earlier about how we can because you have a green screen. I'm sure. Yeah, we got one here. This studio has a green screen. We could use someone else's living room as our background. So, for example. Let's say Tony German, who just popped in here, if he wanted to subscribe or uh, be a Patreon supporter of the Heffern and Reap podcast at a certain level, whatever that, whatever we decided to be, and he gave us a picture of his living room, we could make it look like we're sitting in Tony German's living room at us for a certain price, right? I would love to because I'm not a yeah. That'd be funny being people's different thing, right? The whole time you. You're looking and you're standing in somebody's kitchen, but it's all right. behind you. Right. There's amazing things we could do with this technology. We we could be in Jim Collins' house, you know, 80s Church of the Poison Mind. So many. Like once you start thinking this way, it's uh you you'll listen to songs differently. Because every every song, there's a lot of that there's legit um 
I think there's a legit church that only does Beyonce songs. I think there's a church of Beyonce. And then the dude from Striper, was that the Christian rock group? Did were you, did you have a, the heat? I think you lyrics like Striper. Is that the Christian yeah. group? Oh, we had Striper on country ish. Yeah. We had the lead singer. Yeah. So he might actually do like lyrics from his songs. Cause they were Christian, I think. Right. So he has a church. He literally does wow. songs that motivate me that you can find. No, no, no. That's a great, great idea. Church of the eighties. He's from the eighties and is a religious band. Why wouldn't he do it? Well, would have, that's a great idea. Now I got to reach out to him. He does it though. He like at a real, I'm, I'm just finding positivity in eighties songs, but he does a legit from the Bible lyrics to hell with the devil, uh, free, I mean, uh, there's they got a new album out too. That's great. We should have him like Skype zoom in to our thing one time and have him do his version. Sure, you know? right. <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to any? Like, there was some Christian music that was popular when I when I was uh, a lot of Michael W. Smith. Okay. How did Michael W. Did you ever know friends of friends forever? The Lord, the Lord. Amy Grant. You know Amy Grant? I only know her crossover, not her. I don't know any of her songs from well, her. She, I think she started as like a religious, you know, just a yeah, religious yeah. singer, and then she came over to, and it wasn't even that, you know, it was the same DC thing. Was a rap group? Was a like Christian rap? Was Who? Thing? DC Talk. Oh, Eric yeah. Talk. Thinking of all these. I, uh, yeah, no, I remember. DC yeah. Talk. I, I vaguely remember that. Now, when you say it, it sounds like a, a group of guys that would get together and talk about comic books. <laughs> like Superman. Um, yeah. Is there anything else I want to say? Ordained. That was on my show notes right here. Um, yeah. No, I like uh, the. Um, uh, I, 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 can I tell you a quick story, or are, we, are you about to wrap it up? No, I, I got. I got nowhere to go. No. I'm good. Yeah. So uh, here's how I got introduced to Striper. So I, uh, I guess, well, I forgot what year it was, but um, I used to drive a 1982 Berlinetta Camaro and uh, I had this uh, cassette tape in my, in my radio player there in the car, uh, Bullet Boys. Remember Bullet Boys? Do not. I'm okay. Skinny boy. No, Bullet Boys was a one-hit wonder band, and uh, but they were going to be. They tried to build themselves as the next Van Halen, but they had one hit, <clears throat> and I'm going to sing it for you. I'm going to sing you one or two lyrics, and you're going to know exactly what the hit is. Ready? Okay. It's going to hurt my voice. I'm going to back away from the mic. Yeah, I was going to say back away from the mic, John. I know where you're going with this. A- Alan knows it. <clears throat> I'm nervous. No, ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Smooth. Yeah, smooth up in you. You don't remember that song by the Bullet Boys? Jim Collins knows it. There he goes. Okay, I'm going somewhere with this story. No, I get it. I just feel bad. You just almost blew out your throat, and I don't know that song. I don't know. You do. I don't know that song. You do. Yeah. I'm just not doing it right. Um, okay. We can't play it now, but just trust me. It was one hit wonder in the '80s. At the end yeah. of the 80s. So anyway, my dad goes out to move my car. 
it was in the way or whatever of his car or something. He gets in to start my car and he just hears smooth up in you at level 10. Okay. I thought you said smooth opinion. You got to get there, dude. I thought you were like, smooth. That was a good opinion. I really, that was smooth. <laughs> right, dude. That guy's opinions smooth. Up in you. Yeah. John, it's smooth up in you. Yeah. Okay. It's a sexual thing. Okay. <laughs> right? So my dad goes out to my car and he starts it and he hears smooth up in you. Okay. okay. Right. He didn't like that from coming from his 16 year old son's car. So right. he comes running in the house with the tape, and he's shaking it at me. He's like, smooth up in you? Really? Smooth up in you? I know what this means. And then so, like, okay, you decoded Satan, whatever. And then, like, the next day, I go out to my car, and I turn it on, and it's Striper. And they're playing to hell with the devil. So my dad was trying to say, listen, you can like this kind of music, but why don't you get a good message out of it instead of smooth up in you? You know what I'm saying? Wow. So we did that the that footloose scene. Remember when Ren he's pulling in and he's he's playing it really loud, and the cops pull him over, and then the cop reaches in and grabs the cassette, and I saw he and he's like, "What's this?" And he takes the cassette and flips it under his 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 chin. He goes, "He does that move." He goes, "It's too loud," or so. Yeah. That's where your dad yeah. yeah, maybe that's where my dad got it. Um, but he that was he came in the house and just shaking it at me, smooth up in you. You know, and I was, was like, so oh. mad he had to then drive somewhere. I've ne- I don't know if I've ever so whatever the music store was, yeah. In I don't know if it was a chain or if it was a mom, and he had to go up there and go, My uh, my son is listening, I need something that's a positive more. And then they had to go, Have you tried striper? He had to go right. search out a striper cassette. That yeah, was a lot of work. He probably, didn't, he probably didn't know striper. He probably went into like a record store yeah. and said, where's, yeah, yeah. Your Christian, where's your Christian metal? You know, and, and there's there wasn't a lot back then, you know. No, you got a Pat Boone. I mean, your dad's, you know, he's that age. He could have thought he, this, this, he needs to listen to some good, clean doo-wop. Yeah. And then. Just ram a lama 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 ding dong. So you got lucky. So, um, but I like Striper. I mean, they were actually really good. I mean, they're some of the best guitarists ever. I mean, every, any real band from the eighties or nineties will tell you the Striper Striper has great guitarists. Yeah. They're Uh, two brothers. I'm sorry. I think we're going too long on Striper. Uh, what was that? I had a Heffron and Reap subject change. Could have been a video right there, could have been you with the video, and that could have been a thing. Think about it for the next one. We were talking about who is the Christian group that got oh, Creed, right? Oh, it was yeah. Creed, somebody, and then they got busted for doing non right. Their whole message is this, and then yeah, a couple, couple boys and a girl. Or something. I don't know the story. I know that they were just, uh, you know, hypocritical. Yeah, yeah, that's a song. 
that pops into my head. The come on around the train. Um, yeah, that's what I think they got. What was the? Oh yeah, creek. Anyway, um, I can't read uh, Tom's comment right here. My dad removed the cassette deck from my car over the Beastie Boys' first single. Thank you. Um, do you remember the first one? Oh, Tony. I don't. The very first single. First single? Well, it wasn't. Um, got to fight for your right to party. I just watched a whole documentary. That I watched it too on Apple uh, Apple TV. It's really good. Um, first, hang on, I'm really brainstorming. Not the first single. First single was uh, "Shake Your Rock." Ah, no, yeah, th- that was probably before um, Brass Monkey. That was no, that was at Paul's Boutique. Alan might know this. Alan, because oh, Alan watched the um, the same docu the documentary that we did, or one man show. Morgan Stanley, that that that's a brokerage firm. That's not a. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't recall the Beastie Boys. Uh, Morgan Stanley, invest <laughs> your fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to remember too. Like, was it? Uh, I don't think it was "Fight for Your Right to Party." I don't think that was the technically their first single. It was the um, one that goes like this. Yeah, no, that's "Fight for Your Right." That is "Fight for Your Right to Party." Yeah. It's a weird thing about the Beastie Boys. Oh, standard freaking relatives. So what you what you what you want? No, that wasn't their first one, though. That seems a lot of. Uh, I don't know. We're going. So technically, um, their their first experimental single was a song called "Cookie Puss," but I don't think that's the one they're referring to. Ben, he got his car. Is that ripped out the the hammer to the deck? So could have been. You want to put me out about? Boys, obviously, I'm such a huge fan, and I just love them forever. Um, they did fight for your right, Brass Monkey, as a joke to make yeah, fun yeah. of bros, mm-hmm. and then all these bros, you know, the those fraternity guys ended up going, "This is our anthem." When they were literally making fun of them, but I was that age, and I had no idea that they were yeah. making, but you know, fun, right? And to what? John, I think we're grandfathered in in a weird way in a in an okay scenario because we were so young when that song came out that we didn't have the frat boy experience yet. So we weren't douchey, we weren't bros, but we just saw the video and we liked the way it sounded and that, that these guys were having a good time fighting for the right to party. We didn't get the irony. Uh, we were too young. So it's okay for us. Correct. I got it. It's a it's a song called "Hold It Now, Hit It." That was their first real single. Hold it now. Hold it now. Yeah. 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 I heard. Yeah. I heard sabotage like yesterday or something. Boy, that song makes you just want to crack stuff. It just sabotages maybe because it's the video. Every time I hear it, I just want to slow slide off off the front of my car. And on to the yeah. other side and fix my jacket and just walk slow. And just, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sabotage is great. Every Beastie Boys song, though, it's all they, they yell every song. Um but I love doing Beastie Boys uh, karaoke because everyone loves them, you know. I, I don't do fight for your right to party. My buddy, um uh, uh, uh Kyle Davis, who I think you've met before, John. 
He's uh, done been a lot of TV shows and movies. He was in the Into the Storm with me. We love doing karaoke. He always did. Um, uh, uh, um, oh gosh, I just I just blanked. Uh, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Revere, Paul Revere, Brass Monkey's great too. That that one's hard to do because they they rap really fast on that one. Brass Monkey was the next song, and it literally slowed down and stopped playing as he beat the radio up from Tony German. Uh, he used a hammer to take the cassette deck out. Are we talking about your dad, Tony German? I'm not, I'm confused here. I didn't see the first couple of girls bang. Yeah, that's a good one. How are the candles coming along from the candle kit says Meek, Meeky RM. I was trying to find the, the Paul's boutique. That's the only BC boys I have vinyl. I was trying to pull it. Um, oh, wow. What is yeah, that one? You, Other way. Hang on. Oh, that's breaking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I didn't like about that, dude, was the chick. Like, she's in a ballerina outfit on the cover of breaking. Like, come on, man. Let's just keep it with breaking. Let's get the, let's get the jazz. I also, um, huh? I also have the album uh, Beat Street. You see, have you seen Beat Street. King of the beat, you see him rocking that beat from across the street. <laughs> beat street is a lesson too, because you can't let the streets beat you. Yeah, remember that the Christmas song that was on there. Yeah, it wait. Was, uh, ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! Ho, ho. I'll tell you well, what. Santa really put under my so-called tree, but in reality, we're like nothing but a decorated pole to me. Vibe sounds. Um, what? Ho ho! Open up your door. I'm Santa Claus, and guess what, y'all? I got something to show. I came to bring some Christmas spirit. I got a big bag. Now, guess what's in it? Something for the rich, something for the poor. America, and that's when, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I used to love that. I used to love, uh, I thought Beat Street was better than Breaking. So, well, well, we won't tell this story we've told before, but when I had my dance lesson with Ozone, Shabadil, from Breaking, you know, he probably tells the story all the time, but he gave me the quick rundown. Remember? Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. I can't do it. Yeah. What does he call that move? It has a name. Yeah, it's his. Like, every on every Soul Train, every, you see a lot of people doing, I can't show you the, <laughs> yeah. the, there's so much. Like, it's, and then the point, um, those two movies were coming out at, at the same time and they were a race because both were pretty low budget. And when B Treat was coming out, the producers of Breaking went to try to put out one faster and they, it was just a race and they got it out there. Breaking did better at the box office than B Street, but um, Beat you know, Street looks so many. Beat Street, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say Beat Street looked more gritty, more more gangster, more down and dirty, whereas Breakin' looked like they were trying to get a PG-13 rating. They had the cute girl with the ballerina part. There was a little cheese factor to it where Beat Street was more like gritty. Like I like I like Beat Street better because I was at the age where I'm like, I just want to break dance. I don't need to hear about this rec center. Course, There's also one the- yeah, there's always you have to save the wreck. Like you always have to show to save the wreck. There's also one called Rappin' from the same Gan film. Have you seen that yeah. that documentary? 
there, there's one it's called that has the word yeah. electric have you yeah. seen that if you have you have to watch it it's so Wait, good say it again. It, it's called electric um Bugaloo. electric the ganon yeah, like a n n o n are the people who created american ninja um the, all the chuck norris movies um hard to kill break in they had every movie you saw as a kid that what you're yeah. like this is the great movie ever they did it and they're all super they were done in a week every one of those movies were like right they didn't have scripts and then that's again you look back and go what that was yeah. the greatest that was yeah um but that's a great documentary because you show nothing but clips throughout the whole thing and it just puts you in a great mood because you just see all these clips from these movies i'm afraid i may have talked I'm afraid I may have talked to you at one point. Can you tell me the name of that d- documentary about the breaking movies yep. and all that stuff? It's called uh, 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 Electric Boogaloo. It has the word Electric Boogaloo, and then the name is Gannon. Is the thing? So it might have the Gannon story. I don't know the exact title. Okay. But well, I'm confused because there was Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo the movie, but yes. now you're also saying there's a documentary just called Electric Boogaloo something else and it's yeah, about they, that yeah they, that era the people who created all that they use that because that's literally electric boogaloo is one of the greatest just random words that you could ever <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah right so, i gotta tell you something man i gotta tell you something so this is crazy like after i, I did six dodge commercials okay after the second or third one my hometown newspaper wanted to do a story about how crazy these commercials are and everything else. Right. Right. And so they talked to my mom and I had sent pictures to my mom of behind the scenes of the commercial. There was one with the dragster anyway. So my mom was asking me in conversation on the phone. Now just me and my mom are talking. And she goes, oh, what's the what's the name of the second commercial, the third one? And I jokingly said to my mother, oh, they're calling it Hemi 2 Electric Boogaloo. Um, now, I've always added Electric Boogaloo to any time there's a number two. We've all done it. And so my mother, when she talks to the Hickory Daily Record newspaper, and they're asking her questions, not me. They're asking her. She right. says, uh, yeah, it's called, it's called Hemi 2 Electric Boogaloo. In the newspaper, I have an article that I saved That's where it says, John Reap to appear in second Dodge commercial, Hemi 2 Electric Boogaloo. They didn't do any research. They didn't go like, well, maybe he's joking. Maybe his mom's joking. Right. That's in the newspaper. It's so One of awesome. my proudest moments. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm mm. just thinking about the- Jason Davis posted uh, Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold stories of Canon films. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's so good. It's so there are movies in there you forgot that you watched and when you see them. Cause that Kelly, the who's in Breaking, she right. also played a nit ninja she was in a bunch of stuff so i think they had four actors in their thing and they just had everybody um 
you do different movies and you don't realize it's the older you look back you're like wait oh i I didn't know that so yeah yeah she was an american ninja warrior or something not warrior but american ninja yeah i remember her from a lot of stuff she had cute dimples she was she was pretty girl she's also in greece too um let's plug stuff yeah what do you you go first or you want me to go first stuff up there uh i got another plug i'm in cleveland this weekend but uh more importantly if you haven't jumped over to um oh, i've not updated that website <laughs> <laughs> yeah th- that go to amazon i don't even at point i even forgot that i have a website I'm like i don't have um i'm in cleveland this weekend but more importantly uh i want people to love the heifer and reap fan page that's a big yeah. thing we have our eating we're gonna do now I'm officially bringing you on the ministry we're gonna grow this we're gonna have a theme park uh there, there's gonna be a lot we're gonna have pop rocks that we can send people um there's a lot of big things i would like to promote yeah definitely go because we're on facebook right now going live from your fan page my fan page and also the heffern and reap fan page we're doing that simultaneously but since you're already on facebook if you haven't liked the heifer and reap facebook page go ahead and like it because that's where we're going to put updates that's where you can send us pictures of your living room you can send us videos of you saying hi i'm lisa from hickory this is a heifer and reap subject change you can do all that at that facebook fan page but also check out heifer and reap.com heifer and reap.com you can listen watch subscribe and share Right from that website. There it is. HeffernandReap.com. How's that? All right, everybody. Good. I wish I had. Let me see if I have music right here. See me just poke my face myself. I don't know if people can hear this. It probably sounds horrible. I can hear it. Uh, Go about your nut. Um, If you're on Facebook today or for the rest of the night before you go to bed, find some funny videos because we know high school person you went to high school with who had a D minus in government probably posting right now about how the world should be going. We don't need that before you go to bed. Right, John? That's right. I learned anything from my kindergarten Zoom class today. It's you give buckets of kindness. And you, JD. Jason, why don't you give three buckets of kindness tomorrow? Tiffany, Tony, anyone else on here that are not scrolling? JD. We've done the show for three people, John, and I see it's the same three people. All of you, you, you everybody. Yeah. Buckets of kindness. Yeah, you got to be careful when you say buckets of kindness. When there's an internet lag, you got to make sure you hit that B in buckets. Yeah. Good, yeah. good call. Buckets of kindness. Yeah. All right. I have a button. I'm a standwich. This is where we just smile because he hits a button, then it always comes back to us, and we're not done. <laughs> Keep smiling as we go by. Take care, everybody. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They Heffron and Reap have low self-esteem. Validate them by ranking them and making them seen. So no matter 